Hey gang, it is Tommy Jacket here and welcome back to the U Project. We got Melissa and Craig in the building. How are Hi, we? Hi Tommy. Hi Tommy. Thanks for doing the intro. Nine episodes in, I couldn't be fucked and I went, nah, you do it. Well, <laughs> this is the 10th of our 10 day series. A bit like the Ashes, more exciting, <laughs> more ups and downs, more sixes. And um, today, yeah, today I reckon you're going you're gonna to do 100 century, Craig. I'll do field. my very best. Uh, it's... Um, it's been an interesting day. It's 11.19 and 11.19 in the AM on the 22nd of the 12th. And uh, this is my sixth podcast this morning. I started at 0600. Um, but I will say though, um, and I'm not just saying this because it sounds good, but I will say that doing four kind of briefish episodes with you and Melissa, it it is, it is not hard work. It's like, it's not... We're, we're doing four episodes in a row, but it's not really, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have the feeling of four episodes. It kind of feels like one and a half. Well, lucky you can, um, you know, talk the ass off a low flying duck. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's all good, mate. Um, today we're talking about embracing uncertainty. Mm. Uh, we're all living in uncertain times, but, um, and we spoke last episode about how we love certainty, how we gravitate towards it, gives us comfort, safety, all those nice, yummy feelings. But there is something special in the uncertainty, in particular embracing uncertainty. What are the benefits, Craig, of stepping into the unknown? Yeah, that's, I like that segue. And we did, we spoke a bit about how we're all addicted to certainty and we love living in the echo chamber. That was our last episode. And we love being around people who sound like like us and think like us and, you know, live and behave like us. But the thing about, you know, uncertainty is that it is an inevitability of being human. So it's like, if you don't like it, stiff shit, it's coming, (laughs) you know, it's like stiff shit, there's uncertainty. There's uncertainty in health. There's uncertainty in relationships. There's uncertainty in business. There's uncertainty in uh, pandemics. Like it's an ever-present reality of the human experience. And, you know, we, I, I think sometimes it's not necessarily that we need to seek it out, but it's coming. And when it comes, you know, like when when COVID hit, for example, and all the uncertainty around business and health, and you know, there was a moment there where we thought every second Australian was going to be dead by Tuesday because they're wheeling out these predictions, and I'm like, fucking hell! I don't get worried much, but I was worried. I was worried for my parents, and I'm thinking, you know, but but as it turns out, the the stories were largely wrong. Of course, it's been terrible, but it wasn't. I think they predicted. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm. But, you know, the, the thing is with um, we're stepping into uncertainty we and doing it with um, a level of enthusiasm. You know, that's the challenge. When we do that and we, we know that, look, it's probably going to be not fun at times, if not a fair bit of time, and it's probably going to be uncomfortable and it's probably going to test me and I could be embarrassed and I could fail and I could fall down and it could hurt and all of those things. But either way, it's going to happen whether or not you step into it or not, because if you don't step into it, eventually it's going to step in to you. It's going to, you know, if you don't deal with it, it will deal with you, so to speak. But I think when you reframe it, 
when you go, I'm stepping into reefs, uh, uh, I'm stepping into uncertainty versus I'm stepping into an opportunity to grow and learn and evolve and adapt and develop understanding. Does that sound cliche? Maybe, but is it true? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. You know, when you started your podcast, Tom, the daily talk show, you did episode one. You didn't know what the fuck was coming. <laughs> we actually forgot the name of the podcast on the first episode. <laughs> you know, it happens, you didn't, mate. 100%. But you didn't know what was coming. You know, when we started uh, the first, you and I had a kind of a, a, a vlog, you know, the Craig Harper show, we did about 25 episodes, which was fucking brilliant. That's good. Um, but uh, didn't work. Well, it kind of worked, but there was just, it was just very top heavy in production and very, uh, very uh, low end in finance. And, but, <laughs> but you, you know, like we started with complete uncertainty and we went, well, let's do this and see what happens. And as it happened, it did not work financially or commercially, but I enjoyed it. I think you enjoyed it. We produced some good content and they're still floating around somewhere if you want to have a look, people. Um, but, but you know, and the same with the U Project. We started off at one, maybe two episodes a week. That Please don't listen to the first 100 episodes, everyone. Um, and it was, I guess, you know, it was probably okay, but I feel like it was somewhere between dog shit and terrible. But you get better. But you don't get better by being certain all the time and staying in the middle of certainty and familiarity and comfort. And so the benefits of stepping into the unknown and the uncertain and the unfamiliar, are, I, I think, uh, personal benefits, personal mm. benefits. And that is uh, now I know how, now I know how to deal with uncertainty and now I've developed skill and awareness and now I've developed some resilience um, and we don't have to only be attracted to comfort. Like the irony is that when we always choose the comfortable option, we set ourselves up for massive discomfort, massive discomfort at some stage. Because when I always avoid the hard thing, I'm also avoiding growth. I'm also avoiding insight and development and strength. I'm avoiding those opportunities. So stepping into uncertainty is definitely um, not highly desirable, but also at the same thing, it can be at the same time, it can be highly beneficial, Tom. Yeah. Well, there's lots of growth there. And I think from what you were saying, there's, there's scales of uncertainty. So there's being at the pub and you always get the Palmer, but you should, you know, at least try the steak special because it is Tuesday and it's cheap. That is uncertain. I mean, a lot of people don't like that. You're like, get the pub squash or try the pale ale. There's a few, or there's the business side of things. You wanted to start a business. You had all these dreams and desires and you got your business plan going, but starting is mm. so uncertain. What mm. if, what if, what if, mm. what if is the question that always arises in the face of something that is uncertain. Mm. And we do a great job of crafting a story to bring us back to that place of certainty, even if certainty is a shithole. Like you mm. don't even like that house. Mm. You, you're always trying to live in that house. It's um, yeah. There's a lot of yeah comfort. And and that house can be a metaphor for other things. And, and, think about how many people stay and I'm not talking necessarily about romantic relationships, but just relationships, work relationships, friendships, uh, professional relationships, people stay in relationships that 
are really on some level pretty toxic because somewhere in their mind they associate more pain with getting out of it than staying in it. Mm. So they just stay in this two out of ten situation because somewhere they fear the uncertainty that they've got to step into. And if I step into the uncertain and the unknown and the unfamiliar, I might end up in a one out of ten situation versus the two or three I'm currently in. So I'll just languish here and, oops, now I'm 40, right? And this is a thing that happens, you know, and so that that inability to be okay with with uncertainty really speaks to an inability to be not okay with life, (laughs) you know, because life is, life is that, you know, so. Mm. What about, what about Craig? You know, I think there's probably a time in your life where you you are hitting that go button on a, a lot of the unknown. So, you know, you are needing to establish some level of a life and, you know, maybe for you, um, you've achieved a bunch of stuff and you, you get to a position where you're able to actually enjoy a bit of that comfort. Yeah. Um, because I, I find that, I, you know, a, a lot of us can get trapped in constant grind or constant uncomfortable states. Yeah. When is it, do you think, this is kind of almost a bit counter to embracing uncertainty, but when are you, when, when should you coast? When should you do the opposite embrace comfort because of, you know, Mm. say you've done it for 10 years, you've embraced the uncertainty, you've nailed Mm. that part of the Mm. equation. What do you think about just flipping the coin just for a moment? Mm. I I think, I think life allows for both. There are certain components of my life, which are very cruisy and very comfortable and very familiar, like um, this right now, a lot of people going, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to sit you in a studio, put a microphone in front of you, and you're going to talk to 15,000 people. (laughs) some people that would be fucking terrifying or 13,000 or whatever it is we have per day these days. Right. Um, But for me and for you and for us, it's very comfortable um, and it's enjoyable. Uh, But there are other things and I don't want to bang on because I talk about it too much, but my PhD is the uncertain. It is the unknown. It is the uncomfortable and two years and some months in it is the same. It is, it is still uncertain and still unknown and still uncomfortable, but I'm still there. I'm still there. And for me, it's like that, that duality can coexist where I can, I can be in the middle of, um, you know, this academic, this high-level academic journey that is for me uh, for a range of reasons, <laughs> Interesting, we'll say that. It's interesting and it's it's challenging because I'm probably not in the ideal situation because of how busy I am with other things. That's not an excuse. That's just my life. But at the same time, there are so many great things about my life that I can coast on and I can, uh, I can take my foot off the pedal and I can just metaphorically lie on the banana lounge by the pool or in the jacuzzi or in the hammock overlooking the ocean view or whatever that is. But I think what happens is when you, when over time you have dealt with a lot of uncertainty, um, like people that I know that have dealt with a lot of shit in their life, they are very, very capable. Mm. You know, they wake up one day and they're 40 or 50 and they've dealt with some shit. And so when more stuff comes their way, they don't even flinch. And so I think it's something that 
you know, when we're younger, you know, we, we, when we put ourselves in those hard situations, hard, but sometimes necessary, I think we develop uh, a kind of resilience and a resistance and a, I don't know, uh, an armor that, that serves us well moving forward, you know, but I don't think it needs to be at the same time. I don't think we need to chase uncertainty, you know, Mm. it's, but it's going to present itself. I, I, I think we're winning or we're learning, you know, you're winning or you're learning. And there's lots of times I've learned. I didn't win. It didn't work. I didn't succeed. Um, it wasn't the outcome I wanted many, many, many times, more times than I've succeeded. But in all of those, what we would typically call failures, I call them lessons or I call them experiences in the middle of all of those, that, that the times when it didn't work is what's really made me the better version of myself. Because mm. if I only ever won, I'd be a pain in the, a bigger pain in the ass, Melissa, than I am now. You're not a pain <laughs> in the ass at all. That's what you call me. But you bought me a T-shirt that said you're a pain in the ass. Hey, tell everyone the T-shirt that we want to get made. <laughs> oh, there are, there are a few in the uh, pipeline. I'm not sure whether we can We've got some, I'm yet. digressing, and this has got <laughs> nothing to do with the topic, but fucking hell, yesterday we were on the phone or, I don't know, Zoom or something, <laughs> and we were coming up with the funniest shirts that I would absolutely get banned, <laughs> but I also know that 80% of my listeners would want those shirts. <laughs> Can they be just, worn in public or is it a around the house kind of shirt? Oh, you, some people, some would, people would love to. Some people yeah, yeah, wear yeah. it proudly out yeah. and about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll tell you when we get off here. But anyway, that's enough. That's very, that's very inappropriate that we have a conversation that we're not bringing the audience in on. If I could, yeah. everyone, I would. <laughs> but I can't even say it on it. Just, and you just know maybe how use bad your it imagination. Must, it's, I mean, you know how bad it must be. If I'm not <laughs> saying it. Uh, all right, Craig. Um, it's the thirtieth, I think, today. Yeah. When this is coming out, uh, you know, the end of the year, moving into a new year, twenty twenty two. Is that correct? I just feel yeah. like we've lost the last two years, to be honest. So it's still twenty twenty. Yeah, but twenty twenty two, uncertain times ahead. What do we do? What, what's what's your go to next year, when in relation to uncertainty and and stepping forward, stepping into it? I think it's a mix of um, uh, being present. You know, it's like, yeah, uncertain, blah, blah, blah. But today, where am I today? Today, I'm good. Today, people love me. I love people. I'm healthy. I can walk. I can walk to the fridge. I can turn on the light switch. I can get in my car and drive to the gym. You know, like today, life is good. Um, And we're not pretending, we're not pretending, maybe life's not good for people listening to this today. So, but we acknowledge where we are. But I think we you know, we're always planning for uncertainty because we're planning for the future and the future is uncertain. We don't know what it will bring. Um, You know, we don't know, you know, we could be here for another week or we could be here for another 50 years. We don't know. And people don't want to think about that because it's uncomfortable, but it's also the truth. But on a really fundamental level, what do you want to do, be, create this year? You know, it comes back to the old standards. What do you want to do, be, create, change this year? Okay, so what I'd like to do, rather than I'd like to do more of this, fuck that. Tell me what you absolutely will do. Fuck your intentions. Tell me your commitments. You know, like what will, I'm talking about within your control, if you break your leg and you can't walk, will you break your leg, right? 
but let's let's put aside accidents and global issues that that are out of your control. You know, so let's let's go. Well, what I would like to do, be create and change in two thousand and twenty one, is this. And I suggest people don't come up with forty seven things because the more the longer the list, the less likely we are to do anything. Um, but I tend to, when I'm helping people with this, go. Let's pick a thing. Let's pick one thing about your career. Let's pick one thing about your marriage or your relationship. Let's pick one thing um, about your physical health. Let's pick one thing about your personal growth journey. Let's pick one thing about the business that you own or the project that you're involved in. Or, and let's come up with five or six key things, and you can build on that as you go. But create a platform, and you know, knowing that, knowing that. Uh, we don't know what the outcome we, will be. We we don't know what will and won't work out, and that's all okay. Um, but it's that that um, awareness of I can't change the past, and I'm not sure about the future. I know the future's coming. Hopefully, I'll be part of it. <laughs> but but I'm always in the now. Like tomorrow, I'm going to be in the now. It'll just be a new installment of now. And next Wednesday, of course, as everyone's heard me say, is not the present. Next Wednesday will be a, a new version of this present moment and so on. So, you know, I think that uh, embracing the new year, if you want to, as a new opportunity, which some people do, that's also cool. But rather than saying, uh, here's what I would like to happen, I think a better approach is tell me what you will absolutely unequivocally do. Mm. Not what you hope works out, not what your plans are, but what you're going to do. Because when you fully, fully, fully commit to something, I mean, by fully commit, I mean there's no chance you won't do it unless something stops you. Then tell me what your commitments are. Don't tell me what your goals or dreams are. And then when you fully cognitively, emotionally, physically, behaviorally, when you fully commit to something, there is no doubt, there is no reservation, there is no percentage. You are full, not 90% in, you're fully, fully immersed. And then, you know, the challenge with making change stick or the secret perhaps is that we take away the get out of jail card, is that we remove the safety net. We remove the escape door. Oh, yeah, but this happened, you know, and we need to stop rationalizing the stopping. You know, what stops us from growing, learning, evolving, creating lasting change? Ironically, what stops us is the stopping, you know, because that's why, and I've said this too many times, but that's why gyms can oversell memberships. That's why a gym that can only accommodate 100 people or 60 or 70 people can sell 1,500 memberships because they know that most of those 1,500 people won't come ever or often. Mm. They know that of the 1,500, there'll be around 300, give or take, that come semi or pretty regularly and 1,200 that come rarely or never because they know, and that's not the fault of the gym or the gym owner, that's understanding human behavior. They know that people make decisions they don't follow through on we make decisions that we don't follow through on. So maybe the biggest commitment should be for 2021 for some people right now is that I will be the person that follows through this year. I will not for any reason, any reason other than a catastrophe, I will not give up. 
I love it. Uh, embrace uncertainty with presence is also what I took away from that. Mm. Love it. All right, everyone. Love your guts. I hope you're enjoying your uh, New Year's Eve Eve. That's what the 30th is. It's New Year's Eve Eve. Eve Eve. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. You know why? Because we're committed. We're not kind of committed. We're not a bit committed. There's no percentage. We're in. Balls and all. <laughs> and a big Even thank Melissa. you. Oh. <laughs> Thanks. But a big thank you to Tommy for the 10 episodes. Really appreciate it, particularly given that you've been sitting in your car the yeah. whole time. That is commitment. So thank you very much. Yeah, look, success isn't comfortable, but I'm in a Bentley, so it's um, <laughs> it's pretty good. I'm in a, a, a Bentley and last, last episodes I was in a Rolls Royce. So it's been good wow. for me. Are you uh, really in a Bentley? No. no, absolutely not, mate. Oh, <laughs> fuck. I thought you, because you said you're in your mum-in-law's car. I thought, mate, oh, you're man. rich as fuck. I mean, I'm in a Hyundai. It's, it's the next best thing. <laughs> uh, pretty much same, isn't it? Bentley, Hyundai. Absolutely. All right, everyone. Love you. See ya. Love you, guts.